Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello again, friends. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Gamecock great Joe Rett for a men's basketball report today. Joe, we've had several days now to sort of wrap our brains around South Carolina's four-overtime home loss to Alabama on Tuesday night. And, you know, Joe, I, I think there's a couple of ways of looking at this. One, you could criticize the Gamecock basketball team for a very poor shooting effort in the first half, one of the worst I've ever seen, frankly, three for 30 in the first half for the Gamecock mm-hmm. men's team Tuesday night and that loss to Alabama. But, you know, the, the flip side of that coin is that the Gamecocks showed a, a lot of heart and came back from a 17-point second-half deficit and put the game into overtime. But then again, you know, Carolina had a seven-point lead in the second OT and wound up blowing that and lost the game in four overtime. So, Joe, where do you stand with this Gamecock men's team right now? You know, last week here on Gamecock Central Radio, we were talking about possibly running the table and winning the SEC regular season championship. And after watching Tuesday night's game, Joe, I'm questioning the likelihood of that. I'm still positive about that. But uh, to be honest, was that a bad loss the other night against Alabama? Absolutely. Um, Came out a little flat on both ends of the ball. We didn't shoot the ball well. And we didn't play our normal, you know, hard-nosed defense that we normally play. And I was just – that is to, to be a concern of mine right now. We're just not clicking defensively. We're giving up open threes. Uh, we're giving up open drives. They're not communicating. And the rotation seems to not be there. But on the flip side of that, I do think – I think we'll be okay. Is there a lot of concerns? Yes. Uh, when you think about the other night game, I hate it for the guys in Darius Stonewell. We – Spoke of him so much this year about how well he's been playing, how well he's carrying his team, and and for him to have such a monumental game the other night, 44 points and 21 rebounds, one of the best games in overall in game card history, and for them to come back and lose that game, it won't be as remembered as if they came back and won. So I hate it for him and also for the team to only get, uh, between him and PJ, I believe they had 65 of the 86 points. And to be and going forward, time that's not good. Uh, we, we continue to say that somebody has to step up. Um, Dwayne Ellis, I think he shot one for eleven for the game. Um, the bench wasn't there. Silver was in foul trouble again. We just—it's getting too late in the year. We're gonna have to start clicking some sooner or later if we want to make a run in the in the tournament. An historic night for Cinderius Thornwell, albeit in a losing effort. Forty-four points—that's the fourth highest total in Gamecock history for a single game—and. 21 boards for Thornwell, who is third in the conference in scoring right now and is in the top ten in every statistical category in the SEC. And he's one of the two front runners for the SEC Player of the Year Award, along with Malik Monk from Kentucky. So, you know, heartbreaking for Thornwell to give that kind of a performance and for the Gamecocks to come up short in four overtimes. And 21 from Dozier, as you mentioned, Joe, and the rest of the team scored 21 points. And 
you mentioned Dwayne Notice, one of 11 from the floor, one of seven from three, and he and Mackey and others missed open threes throughout the later stages of the game and in all four of the overtime periods uh, where just one made shot could have potentially given South Carolina a win. So, Joe, I believe I read this week that Notice has combined to score 20 points in the five Gamecock losses. So we talked about it after the game. You and I texted after the game the other night, and, you know, Thornwell appears to be South Carolina's rock. Dozier is mm-hmm. going to be a good scorer, and it seems at mm-hmm. this point that the rest of the the role players, that's Notice, that's Justin Mackey, Chris Silva, Mike Coatsar, Rafelder, and others, Asani Gravit, uh, their performance down the stretch is going to determine just how far this Gamecock team can go. Absolutely. Um, I think Frank, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Frank mentioned uh, after the game about he worked them too hard. During, uh, he pushed them too much a little bit and took their legs away. That can happen, but it's hard for me to believe this time of year that the uh, that they're practicing that hard, you know. Frank Frank does that sometimes, you know, just to try to get real guys back in, uh, try to get their attention, and sometimes he does do that. But uh, this team should be. Uh, are we young in some areas? Yes, and we're old. We got some good guys, some leaders in the beginning. We talking about Sanders. They shouldn't have to go through that right now. But um, for the most part, this team has. We got to get some scoring. We're getting too many spells where we we just not getting. Uh, no offensive production out of anybody outside of Sanderis, and we cannot continue to do that. Uh, so we got like seven games left before the you know before the SEC tournament starts up, and some kind of way, you know, it, it surprises me as well. Being at home, uh, we usually shoot the ball well at home. I expect games like the other night would happen at Alabama, at somewhere else, but to come back home and shoot that poorly. Uh, has me wondering a little bit. Joe, I'm glad you mentioned Frank Martin's comments after the game. You know, Martin immediately in his post-game press conference said that he was disappointed in himself because he had practiced the team too hard on Sunday and Monday, and this was a Tuesday night game earlier this week. So that, that was my first thought. You know, is Martin trying to deflect some criticism away from his players and onto himself? Uh, or do you think he really, in fact, practiced the team too hard? You told me after the game that – You'd be surprised if he was practicing them this hard this late in the season, particularly with just uh, two off days, you know, in between games uh, for South Carolina this week. They beat Georgia on Saturday and then uh, turned around and hosted Alabama Tuesday night. So what do you think, Joe? You know, is this a smoke screen from Frank Martin? Is this a veteran coaching tactic, or do you think he's telling the truth? <laughs> it's hard to say with Frank sometimes. Uh, he may have saw something leading into that game uh, where the guys were just not focused. And he, he may see so against Georgia that the defense wasn't there as well. So he, I, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't talk to any of my sources anything about was it true or not. But uh, either way, um, if he's telling the truth, uh, that's good. I mean, that, that's what you want out of your coach. That just lets you know as a player that coach is standing up for me. He's uh, making sure that uh, he's not just covering up for us, but just making sure that we need to do what we need to do because this guy has our back. So that's the way I look at it, and and, and, and hopefully that he didn't um, wear those guys out that much, you know, this late in the season. Frank easily could have come into that press conference and lamented the 3-for-30 shooting in the first half, 10% in the first half. Joe, I don't know that I've ever heard of a worse shooting percentage by an entire team for an entire half of basketball. Uh, Coach Martin could have talked about that. You know, he could have talked about losing a critical game at home 
that the Gamecocks really needed. You know, for South Carolina to win the SEC this year, they're not going to be able to lose any more games like this, particularly at home. But instead of that, Mm -hmm. he chose to take it on himself and say, first and foremost, he was disappointed with himself because he'd practiced the team too hard Sunday and Monday. And he saw tired legs, and nobody was able to make a shot for much of the ball game. Difficult game to watch Tuesday night. But, Joe, you don't want to knee-jerk react, and I feel like I'm doing that to some degree here. So we're going to close the book on this Alabama game. It is just one loss. And let's talk about that, Joe, turning our attention to what I believe is the biggest test of the season now for South Carolina. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, a Saturday night game at Mississippi State. The Gamecocks are 3-10 and 10 all-time in Starkville. And to me, Joe, this is the test of the year of the Gamecocks' character. How will they be able to rebound from that loss to Alabama? Got to get back on the winning track, and they'll have to do it on the road in Starkville tomorrow. Uh, this is a good test for them to see exactly where they're really at. Are we, really, are we as good as we claim to be? Are we as good as, as the papers are saying that we are? And this is a true test for us to go down to Starkville, which has been always a tough place to play ever since when I was in school. And uh, you got a coach in Ben Howland who was a really, really good coach at UCLA. Uh, he slipped towards the end. But, as again, we spoke before about how the SEC is now with all these good coaches. You got Amy Johnson, uh, Bruce Pearl, Frank Martin here. Uh, we got the coaches intact in the SEC. But, uh, again, this is a tough test for us on Saturday. Um, I think this team has been playing really, really good at home in conference play. Even though they lost three of the last four games overall in the past four games, but they have been winning. I've looked up some of their um, games in the SEC so far. They have been winning pretty good at home against some of the SEC opponents. So, tough game for us tomorrow evening. Uh, late game, I believe, tomorrow night. So, uh, we, we, we just really need to refocus and, and somehow Sanders and, and Frank don't have to keep those guys uh, the other guys are just get some more production offensively. I, I don't, I don't know how they can do it, but I mean, Frank always put these guys in the right position to score the ball. They're getting open shots, they're getting looks, they're just not making them. So a lot of that has to do with confidence. A lot of that has to do with, you know, uh, sometimes you don't have the legs late in the season. Maybe they just don't have the legs right now. So you got to make a little bit of rest and, and, and still, you know, maintaining your body and, and getting your body ready for game time. And I, I, I believe, you know, this team is, is experienced enough. We've been through a lot this year. We knew what happened last year. I think that uh, if they do what they need to do, we should be able to go down to Starksville and win tomorrow. Mississippi State has lost five of its last seven, but the two wins during that seven-game stretch did come at home. They beat Missouri one of the cellar dwellers in the SEC a couple of weeks ago, and their last win was two games ago. They beat Tennessee at home last week. Coming off a six-point loss to Auburn, Auburn pretty well handled Mississippi State at Auburn on Tuesday night of this week. So Mississippi State 14-9 and overall, 5-6 and in the league. The Gamecocks are 19-5 and overall and tied for first with Kentucky and Florida at 9-2 and in SEC play. And the Gamecocks, 19-5 overall, ranked 16 in one poll this week. But uh, that figures to change with the loss to Alabama this week and obviously depending on what happens at Mississippi State tomorrow night. So, Joe, you're right. Uh, seven games left in the regular season here for the Gamecocks. And you know, Carolina in this three-way tie with Kentucky and Florida. Uh, the Gamecocks do not play Kentucky again this year, but they will travel to Florida in a couple of weeks. So let's give you the remainder of the South Carolina schedule. Saturday night, 8 o'clock tip on ESPN2 at Mississippi State. Then the Gamecocks will play at home on Wednesday night against Arkansas, 6.30 tip on the SEC Network. And the last five will be at Vanderbilt, 
at Florida, home against Tennessee, home against Mississippi State, and then at Ole Miss to wrap up the regular year. Gamecock Central Radio here. Emerson Phillips with Gamecock great Joe Rett. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app that's available on the App Store and on Google Play. We've got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our free podcasts on your cell phone, anywhere you receive cell phone service. To subscribe to our podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Joe, what to look for against the Bulldogs tomorrow night? You know, Mississippi State has not been playing well. They've lost five of seven, but you got to believe they're going to be charged up and ready to play a ranked opponent in their building. They know they've had success against South Carolina in their gym in recent years. And Mississippi State trying to get to 500 in conference play. Big game for both teams. Absolutely. Big game for both teams. Uh, anytime you got a ranked opponent coming into your hometown, uh, you're going to have the energy of the fans. The, your fan base will be excited. You're going to be excited. Um, I expect just a different atmosphere, which would be a good test uh, for this Gamecock team. We was controlling our own destiny, and we blew the opportunity the other night against Alabama. So what we need to do is get back on track, take one game at a time, and and, and go out and handle this Mississippi State team. The team that, like you said, we will see this game again in two weeks. So you don't want to go there and lose. But they'll come here within a couple of weeks and have another confidence. But uh control like I lost the control of our destiny by having that one point one game lead against Kentucky and Tennessee. But we can't worry about everybody else right now. We got to handle our business, take one game at a time and, and let the chips fall where they may. As you never know, Tennis uh Florida and Kentucky have uh, uh seven more games as well. So let's do handle our own business and We'll see how things fall towards the end. All right, gut check for the Gamecocks tomorrow night at Mississippi State. Will there be a hangover from the four-overtime loss to Alabama, or will the Gamecocks return to the form that they had showed prior to that Alabama game? We'll find out 8 o'clock tomorrow night in Starkville. Joe, great talking basketball with you. Good show today. We'll do it again next week. Okay, Emerson, we'll talk. Go Gamecocks tomorrow night. All right, that's my man Joe Rett, and I'm Emerson Phillips. This is Gamecock Central Radio. We'll come back next week. We'll review this Mississippi State game, and we'll look ahead to Arkansas and Vanderbilt next week on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us, and have a great weekend. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.